Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the ABB Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Murphy, speaking to you from Greenville, South Carolina. Great topic today on sustainability. This has been a hot theme across industries, but how does sustainability apply to the heavy transport industry? Previously, I did a podcast on heavy land transport vehicles. You'll find a link to that podcast on this recording, but I wanted to learn more about the marine industry. So with me today is Edward Schwarz, Head of Sales for Marine Systems with ABB in the U.S. Edward, welcome. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk about my uh, favorite topic here, marine, the marine industry. All right. So, Edward, I always like to learn a little bit more about how we got where we are. So can you give me a bit of history of the marine industry? Absolutely. Yes. So, so ABB has a has a long and accomplished uh, history contributing to the marine industry, and it started over a hundred years ago. Prior to the merger for for ABB, we were providing uh, these electric systems, some of the very first ones under AC, the original uh, original company prior to the merger. We have a long history in in providing these electric systems, providing electrification to vessels. Uh, obviously, ships uh, started using a lot of electricity on board as they became more versatile, as they moved from from sail ships to steamships to eventually to diesel ships. And the, the needs of the vessels changed, providing opportunities for companies to provide uh, electrical systems on board. More recently, we can say is what, what do people know about ABB in the uh, marine industry is in the 1990s, we introduced the Azipod which was an electric propulsion that provided uh, steerable solutions. So it provided uh, increased maneuverability and increased reliability to uh, to large vessels that, that operated under electric propulsion. So this was uh, primarily first utilized in the uh, oil and gas industry, uh, later into the cruise industry, and has been then more uh, recently added to the uh, ICE industry. So it's very popular within ICE class vessels. So you're looking at these vessels that have very specific purposes, usually very challenging operations. Uh, they require you know, really reliable propulsion, uh, really efficient propulsion, um, high high maneuverability. These are the the vessels that ABB supports with the uh, with the Azipod has been and uh, is kind of synonymous when people say uh, Azipod. They they know it's an ABB product, and we've been kind of leading in this propulsion side of the industry for many years. Now, if you look at today. Where we are in the industry, if anyone who's who's watching ABB sees that we're we're moving to to solve a lot of the sustainability issues, ABB now in the marine industry is looking at this solution provider, being a systems provider to to vessel owners to provide more sustainable solutions. So that's what we're seeing is the need is kind of pulling together electric propulsion as a, as a background, as a backbone to the system. And using whether it be energy storage or hydrogen fuel cells or alternative fuel engines to drive the vessel, but we're looking at kind of electric being the distribution force of the of the power on board, and that's really what ABB looks to do is provide this fully functioning system that includes all the the prime movers, the the power source, and the uh, obviously all the automation that makes it happen. So so yeah, you can see ABB kind of. Transitioning over the years with the needs of the industry kind of changing, mm-hmm. kind of meeting those those developing needs in the industry, but uh, always always in kind of the forefront of driving new technologies. 
Okay. Um, that's really uh, kind of what ABB is known for. Okay, great. So I think you hit on some of it, but I just want to make sure we cover it uh, about some of the trends that we're seeing in the industry. I think you mentioned a, a bit of a movement from from diesel to electric, but can you expand on that a little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's funny because the maritime industry is known as being a very kind of traditional and fearful of new technologies. They, they value reliability over trends, I would say. So it's, it's historically, that's kind of been the nature of the marine industry. It's usually not the industry who develops new technologies, but really kind of adapts technologies from other industries. But we're seeing something very unique happening right now. And if I look at my own career, I, I went to a federal maritime school to study to become a marine engineer, and I and I joined the fleet of commercial vessels in the late 90s, early 2000s, and sailed primarily on steamships because uh, that was what was available of the U.S. fleet. The U.S. fleet of, of vessels were made up of steamships, uh, container you know container ships that, that ran on steam plants that were built in the 50s and 60s, and and diesel diesel vessels with slow speed diesels. Like this was kind of the the typical propulsion plant. So starting my career, obviously working on steam, very old technology from the 50s and 60s, certainly not uh, very good for the environment, used a lot of bunker bunker fuel to now what we're doing in 2022, 23, where I get to work on these projects where we're developing systems that are going to run on all batteries or systems that are going to run on methanol uh, being converted to hydrogen for a low, a very low emissions profile of a vessel. So we're seeing this huge transformation that's really kind of happened in those last five years as everyone is moving to a more sustainable transportation desire. The marine industry is also doing it, but the marine industry has to be kind of unique in its application because there's not a off-the-shelf industrial application that that applies. We must kind of customize something. So it's a, it's a very interesting time to be part of the maritime industry. It's a very interesting time to be a, an engineer in the marine industry. We're seeing probably the biggest transition of technologies since we went from sail ships to steamships. We're just kind of seeing that evolution happening right now in the industry as we're looking to to solve the problem of of decarbonizing transportation. So yeah, very exciting time, very interesting. We're seeing all the same trends we're seeing in other in- industries, whether it be energy storage, whether it be these alternative fuels, whether it be methanol, ammonia, hydrogen, whether it be through fuel cells, whether it be through engines, these alternative fuels, all of this is being looked at and utilized currently on projects in our industry. So it's it's really great times, and it's uh, it's great to to be part of ABB, who's working on these solutions and bringing these solutions to the industry right now. Okay, great. All right, so Edward, you alluded to one of the solutions, the Azipod, but can you talk more about some ABB solutions that help the marine industry reach greater level, levels of efficiency? And I think you touched on it, but I, I just want to make sure we hit it. Also, this decarbonizing, you know, lowering the footprint on the environment. Can you explain some of those solutions? Absolutely. So what we're seeing now for if we're looking at decarbonization and, and efficiency that comes with it, it's really getting power from the utility. So the maritime industry in the past has kind of prided itself on being as autonomous as possible. And I'm not talking about self-driving. I'm talking about being able to work independently of anyone else. So typical vessel, typical ocean going vessel will create its own electricity on board, will create its own water, converting you know, seawater to fresh water on board, will have its own sewer treatment systems on board, all these things in an effort to be as independent of shoreside support as possible for as long as possible. Even when you look at the Navy vessels, 
always their biggest claim is how long can they spend out at sea before docking, you know, and usually the limitation comes to the food that can be kept on board. So that the vessel can be more independent than even the sailors on board is always, always has kind of been a design point for the industry. But the issue with that is it, it doesn't create for a very efficient and it doesn't create for a very green asset. So now we need to shift and there's this big shift and it's a cultural shift within the industry to move from being valuing this autonomy, instead looking at how do we get more efficient energy to the to that propeller or to the electrical plant that's providing uh, refrigeration or air conditioning, things like that. And part of it is is that short connection, is being able to get as much power. It's always as everyone or as most people know, working for ABB, it's a, a BTU of power from a utility is, is typically cheaper and greener than producing it yourself with with generators on board or at the site. So so it's this kind of big evolutionary change trying to work with owners who need to change their vessel design to connect to this infrastructure that shore side. So that's that's one of the things that we spend a lot of time doing is looking at that utility to propeller design in order to achieve the the most efficient which would be a, a truly zero emission operation is is kind of our goal and then it, it doesn't fit for all applications so it may fit for say a short ferry ride that goes between point a and point b consistently throughout the day but it may not fit and it would not fit for say an ocean going container ship that has to sail between uh, los angeles and and hong kong every month so there we're looking at different solutions and there we're we're also looking to the infrastructure because it's going to take different fuel types so are we going to look to a methanol solution are we looking to a hydrogen direct hydrogen solution or an ammonia solution and what's going to be available within that infrastructure of that port that's what we're seeing too is these different fuels seem to have different popularity in different areas in different regions so a lot of this this shoreside based infrastructure is what's influencing the design of the vessel. And as ABB being a large supplier of systems hitting many different industries, we're well situated to provide this portfolio of opportunities and look into that shoreside and look into that infrastructure availability and requirements to then help to dictate the design of the vessel in order for it to be the most efficient and to lower the environmental footprint, which is thankfully the the driving force of most of the new designs that we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. All right, Edward, the boat leaves shore. There, so there must be a huge focus on reliability. You certainly don't want to be out at sea and something go wrong, right? So what is ABB doing to not only increase the performance, but the reliability of products found on these vessels? Yeah, that's a very important topic. Having been seafarer for a few years and having circumvented the globe a few times on ships. Uh, it's definitely something you think about <laughs> as part of design is the reliability is very important. There are lives at stake and national GDPs that rely on, as we saw with the recent post-COVID supply chain issue with, with shipping snafus happening, that it, it does have big downstream effects when, when vessels do not arrive on the on the dates they, they need to with the goods that are on board. So if we look at the, the industry in general, it used to be if you were uh, Spain and you were sending out vessels to the new world, you always sent more than you needed because you were lucky if, if 50% of those vessels would return with their with their return cargo, that would be kind of considered a success. And you would say, okay, you know, that was that was a great, 
great investment that we only lost half of our fleet in this very perilous journey. So now, obviously, that's not acceptable. We need to figure out how to do things more reliable. We shouldn't lose vessels. We shouldn't lose. We shouldn't injure seafarers. And we should arrive on time is very important for the supply chain. So definitely reliability comes into every components. If it's vital to the propulsion, every component is designed for either redundancy or reliability within the product. So there are agencies and and class societies that resulted out of the fact that so many vessels would be lost that insurance companies wanted to figure out how to protect their assets and created these classification societies in order to endorse certain vessels as being safer than others. So these we work very closely with these classification societies at ABB to ensure that our products have the highest performance, meet the requirements of reliability so that they can be sold into applications that require this class notation. But in addition to that, what we're seeing is there's increased reliability that comes with electrification. As we know that with a diesel mechanical system, which is the vast majority of vessels today, is you have an engine coupled to a to a gearbox, an engine either runs at the same RPM, the, 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 the uh, crankshaft will run at the same RPM as the propeller, or if it's a higher speed engine, it'll run through a gearbox that's directly linked to a propeller. And this obviously leads to single point failures. If that engine fails, <clears throat> then the propeller stops turning, or if that gearbox fails, the propeller stops turning. But with electric propulsion, you could have multiple drivers that go to a motor that that definitely fails less than than gearboxes do. As we see in most of the industries that are turning towards electrification, it's not just uh, for emissions or or for uh, for sustainability, is also to increase reliability because motors, as we all know, motors and and electrical systems have more uh, reliability than mechanical things that running on on heat and and pressure and can fail uh, quite easily compared to systems that can be monitored. Electrical systems have the advantage to be monitored. So that's one of the other things that EBB provides to our owners to be reliable is uh, we can remotely monitor systems now. We can remotely send updates to, to, to vessels. So vessels could be at sea and, and receive updates. We can monitor the systems, you know, it's it's less of waiting to get back into port to do repairs or to find out if there's issues. A lot of these things can now be done remotely and the digitalization that comes with electrical systems helps us to do that. So it's it's by the nature of moving to electrical, things are becoming more reliable. And then the fact that ADB is known for, for quality products. One of the things that I love being an employee and selling for ABB is is nobody really questions the quality of our products because we get to trade on a, on a very long history of having excellent quality products that we don't have to make the argument that our, our drives are good or our motors are reliable. This is pretty much assumed because of just the long history and great production quality that we have within our factories that uh, kind of lends itself to uh, an advantage to an ABB system. Okay, great. Edward, let's talk success stories. So can, can you share some of the wins that uh, ABB has uh, through, say, you know, not only through our reliable products, but through maybe, say, uh, system integration? Sure. So I I could tell you about my my favorite project that I've been involved in. And it's a small project, but it's it's a, it's a very unique project and very interesting. And, and I think it's a very important project. And that is a, a couple of vessels that we delivered for an operation called Made of the Mist, and it's up in Niagara Falls in New York. And they run a, a, a tour 
a tour service of being able to get the tourists up to the falls to uh, get close to the falls to kind of experience what it's like to be at the the base of Niagara Falls. And if anyone has never been or or uh, can get to the Niagara Falls, they should because it really is it's, it's truly incredible to see so much you know potential energy being converted to uh, to kinetic energy in one place. So. So they provide the service. They it's 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 under leased by the New York Parks Authority. So they they kind of run this these two tour boats. They've been doing it. It's one of the oldest tour tour vessels in the United States, having provided the service for for a very long time. And they go under the falls or go to the base of the falls, and and people take some pictures and experience what it's like to to be at the base of the falls, and then it returns. So they came to us about five years ago and said that they wanted to investigate a, a zero emission operation. So they wanted to see if if somebody could provide to them a vessel that could run on, on batteries because they have a, a very kind of defined route. It runs for say 25 minutes and then it comes into the dock for 23 minutes and comes in the dock for seven minutes to unload the passengers and load the next pass set of passengers. And they do this from basically uh, sun up to sundown during the spring, summer and, and early fall season. And we looked at the operation. We said, yes, you know, this is this is where batteries and energy storage can can provide a great solution. So in addition to that, they get their power from the hydro dam. Uh, that there's a big hydro facility, obviously, that's that's collecting the power from the falls. So it's really kind of a, a zero emission from from cradle to grave solution if we're using the 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 power from the hydro hydro facility to to then charge these batteries. So we looked at it. It was a great project to do for us. We supplied the shoreside connection. We looked at the shoreside transformers that they already had for, for a crane that they were using. We we then sized a ship-to-shore connector so that obviously a couple times an hour, this vessel has to come in and, and be plugged in. We looked at the requirements for the operation. Uh, they have certain life-saving requirements. They have certain requirements to help other vessels in in distress at the bottom of the falls. These types of things we had, so we had to take all this into consideration, plus their their operational profile to size the right amount of energy storage. And then they said that they wanted to do it without having any emergency diesels on board. And this is unique. Um, usually, uh, the Coast Guard requires uh, emergency power for running emergency systems on board the vessel in case you lose your propulsion. And this would be the first Coast Guard new build project in the United States that did not have diesel engines. But at the same time, it was it was great because yes, bringing the diesel engines on board would uh, require that they be run every so often for for maintenance and uh, and for checking their online status, these types of things, and would take away the truly zero emission uh, status of the vessel. So we thought that this was great. Um, so we worked closely with the owner and with the designer and with uh, the Coast Guard in Washington, D.C. to kind of get this first of its type approval for a vessel like this. And now the vessel is going to enter its third year of service, third year of service this spring. We're very proud of this project. We're very proud to be part of it, to supply the the shore side, the ship to shore connector. We supplied all the the power requirements on board the vessel. So we require we provided the drives, we provided the batteries from a, a third party supplier. We provided the the motors that that run the propellers, provided the power management system, the PEM system, all the automation, the bridge control was really kind of a complete showcase of, of ABB products uh, and an ABB system integration uh, for a very small vessel, but kind of 
is a is a proof of concept for what can be come to the uh, to the larger vessels over time. So it's it's really a great project, great owner. It's an iconic uh, project. It's uh, it's actually I think there's there's a movie coming out this this December, or if, if this podcast comes out in January, it's already out uh, with Tom Hanks uh, that was just filmed recently at Niagara Falls. So they're they're constantly being used as a a backdrop for pop culture. So it's always kind of nice to see that you know ABB is part of a project that you know is kind of seen seen constantly. So it's uh it's been a great project for ABB. It's a great showcase of what's possible for for zero emission. Um, we can really kind of showcase a complete ABB suite of products and really kind of translate you know these individual products into a application that that our stockholders, that uh, our employees, that uh, our potential customers can kind of see the full suite of ABB and what we can do and how it can be translated into people's uh, day-to-day lives. Okay. That's great. That's great. I have been to Niagara Falls. It is impressive. No, and great. I tell you what, next time I'm there, I'm certainly going to gonna take a ride on Made of the Mist. So th- thank you <laughs> oh, for sharing that do. story. Yeah, Edward, okay. One last question for you. Where do you see the marine industry in the next 10 to 20 years? Oh, that's that's a great question. And I think that's 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 a good a good wrap-up question for what we've been talking about. So what we're seeing is the the driving the driving desires of the industry is towards sustainability. About six years ago, I think a lot of industries were were kind of wondering what's going to be the the big driving impact. Is it going to be a move to sustainability or is it going to be a move to autonomy? You know, uh, we even saw that on the automotive side. Is it going to be self-driving cars, or is it going to be electric cars, or you know, which of these which of these technologies is is the most desirable? And we've seen that really in the short term, it's sustainability. We see that that's where where the drive is for for the private sector, for the public sector. Everybody's moving towards towards moving to be more sustainable in the marine industry. Say you know, 30, 40 years ago, there was a move to, to safety. You know, there was a lot of injuries on ships and and out at sea, a lot of deaths. And the industry kind of said, uh, you know, people shouldn't have to die who are working on an oil rig offshore, or people shouldn't have to die or lose limbs because they're working in a, in a in a container port. So so there was really kind of a push towards safety. And now we're seeing that, and and as a result of that, we've seen safety increased and in injuries decrease and and even in very uh, dangerous jobs that that are ocean going or working in shipyards we've seen you know seen a dramatic decrease to to injuries and death which is great but we're also seeing now that that same energy and that same push towards sustainability so that that tells me it's not just a fad that it's not something kind of temporary but rather this is kind of moving into the ethos of our customers it's not something that they're just trying to you know check a box that's required of them by their contract company or something like that. But really, it's it's really kind of something that they, they, they see as important in, to the sustainability of their business in general. So I think that's going to be the big push. We're going to see this move to decarbonize. And, and when we talk about sustainability in the marine industry, we're, we're primarily, I'm primarily talking about decarbonization. There's other parts of sustainability in the marine industry. For example, uh, uh, ballast water, uh, you know, moving waters from certain ecosystems to other ecosystems and not damaging them is important to the industry. And then the other one is kind of the noise side of propellers underwater that are that could be detrimental to mammals. So that's also kind of in this in the sustainability discussion, but we're really seeing it's it's decarbonization. It's really moving to going to to zero emission. And we're seeing that from the IMO, which is kind of the 
the trade, the large trade trade group of uh, the maritime industry is setting very ambitious goals for decarbonization. We're seeing some of the, the front runners of the industry moving to make goals of significantly reducing carbon. So that's going to result in new technology. It can't be done with just more efficient engines. I think we've, we've squeezed everything we can out of the, the typical internal combustion engine using running on a, on a carbon-based fuel. So we're looking at now, is it going to be alternative fuels? Is it going to be more and which alternative fuel and is it going to be running through a generator is it going to be running through slow speed type engines running on on these alternative fuels is it going to be fuel cells in some small applications or short distance applications it'll be energy storage through batteries will be the solution so there's going to be a lot of different solutions it's not going to be just one one system that will win out as the as the preferred solution for for decarbonizing the marine industry so we're going to see this kind of stratifying of the industries that certain certain segments like the ferry market and maybe like harbor tugs will be utilizing batteries and then some some tugs and the ocean going vessels could be utilizing alternative these these low emission fuels uh, that'll be coming down the pipeline pretty soon so that's kind of what we're seeing and then we're going to see also the addition of the autonomy i don't believe it's it's a zero-sum game between decarbonization and autonomy it was just kind of more which was going to be the which was going to be the desire of the customer that they're willing to kind of pay a premium for. And uh, and the next one after this decarbonization is you're going to see the introduction of autonomy. So we're going to see more systems. ABB supplies uh, autonomy systems. We actually have a project delivering for a tugboat that's going to operate in San Diego next year, all battery tugboat that'll run under zero mission. That's also going to have a ABB Marine Imports autonomous system on board. And we have one that's actually running right now in Singapore. And we've done a ferry uh, with an autonomous system in Finland as a demonstration. So we're going to start to see kind of the, the remote operations, the augmented operations that come with autonomy for the industry. And I think that's probably, you know, in the next 10 years, we're going to see this really kind of push to sustainability, and that's going to continue on. And then we're going to see kind of, I think, this next investigation into autonomy, and that's probably going to lead into the, to the, to that 20-year mark from now where vessels will be operated uh, significantly different than the way they are today. Okay. I think that's a great place to stop. Uh, Edward, hey, this has been so so fun to, to talk and hear about how ABB impacts the marine industry. So thank you so much for your time. Um, and and that's uh, how the marine industry really does affect everyone downstream. So uh, listeners, if you would like more information on the marine industry, contact your local ABB sales rep or check us out at abb.com. Then under the industries tab, look for marine. And please keep tuning in to the ABB Solutions podcast in your favorite app. Thanks again and have a great rest of your day.